This is now part three, continuation of study number 11 on God's plan of prosperity for your life. And then it says in Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 21, And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, and in the law, and in the commandments to seek his God. Notice there it is again. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. To seek his God. He did it with all his heart. Huh. Is it possible that sometimes our service is half-hearted to God? Or maybe sometimes we don't even include our heart in it. But it says as long as he did it with his whole heart. He prospered. You know, every single one of these verses has included the word prosper, prosperous, prospered. And all of them, in one way or another, involve doing the will of God. So the connection is, so long as an individual does the will of God for his life, he is going to prosper. Like I said, that doesn't mean that you're going to have a mansion. It doesn't mean that you're going to be driving the latest car. It doesn't mean that you're going to have in the millions in the bank account. But it does mean that you will have more than abundance to provide for yourself, for your family, and for the needs that you have. Once again, the needs. I didn't say the wants. You may want the latest, most expensive car. But yet, maybe all you need is just a vehicle that'll get you from point A to point B with good gas mileage, good insurance payment and coverage, and good protection. But many times, we can become selfish, saying, I deserve, I deserve. We deserve nothing apart from His mercy and grace. We sent Jesus to the cross. We don't even deserve His mercy. But because of His grace, we are given everything that we do not deserve. He gives it to us. So the next time you think, well, I have my rights. No, we have no rights except to obey and lay our, our, our life down for him as he leads and guides us to do what he has said in his word. If it means denying ourselves, taking up our cross to follow him and to do it daily, then that means doing His will for your life. Then it says in Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 30, This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper water course of Kishon, and he brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all his works. I don't know about you, but... It seems like we just can't get away from that word, prospered. And like I said, it means it came out well. You know, you cook a meal and everybody enjoys it. Doesn't get burnt. It doesn't go bad. But it prospers as a work of your hand. Maybe you're washing your car and you're doing something and it doesn't prosper because you got the wrong brush and you scratch all the paint. Now it's going to need a paint job. Now it's going to cost you money. That doesn't seem like you prospered. Prosperity in God's eye and mind is for us to be able to have in spirit, in soul, and in body 
the adequate needed resources to fulfill and accomplish His will, whatever it may be that He has called us to. If it means joining and teaming up, partnering with others to accomplish that work in a church or in a ministry or worldwide ministry, then do it. I know many are, many have, and many continue to. Never stop. Do that. God will continue to bless you even more. Such and such things that you may have need of will be brought. Remember what God said to David. I gave you all of this and I would have given you such and such things as you would have needed. God is a good God and he wants to bless us. Here's another scripture. Book of Psalms, Psalm number 1, verse 3. The scripture says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Who's going to be like a tree? Well, we're going to get to that. That brings forth his fruit in his season. And all harvests are brought forth in their season. Never out of season, but always within the season. Sometimes we want a certain harvest to come in, but it's not the season for it. We must be patient. But God will in due season because there is a time for everything and there is a season for everything under the sun. And he shall be plant, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. There it is again. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that seeks God. Blessed is the man that seeks the kingdom of God. Blessed is the man that seeks the righteousness of our God. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate. Do you take the word of God daily? Meditate on it, ponder it, study it, not just read it over, okay, I read my verse for the day, but literally let it become a part of you, consume it. Question God, ask him, who God, why, where, when, how? You know, what is it about this verse that is speaking to me or calling to me this day? Then the scripture takes the severity of what God said to the nation of Israel. If he said this to a nation, how much more can it apply also to an individual? Yes, but these were the Israelites and this was a long time ago. God continues to rebuke an individual. The parables that Jesus taught concerning the talents teach us of the misuse and the abuse of those to whom the things were given to, and they did not do what was asked of them. Will a man rob God? Malachi 3.8 Will a man rob God? Will a human being rob the eternal God that is a possessor of heaven and earth? God says, yet you have robbed me. But you see, wherein have we robbed thee? And God responds in the tithes and in the offerings. Verse 9 because you have robbed me in the tithes and in the offerings, you're cursed with a cursed, for you have robbed me even this whole nation. Now that is quite an indictment. In other words, it's an accusation. 
They have literally been caught with their hands being in the money purse, pulling out what belonged to God. Like I said before, God lines the streets of the New Jerusalem with gold. The foundation is made of the most precious, beautiful, costly stones that there is. He is the possessor of heaven and the earth. He created everything and all is his. He doesn't need our money. He doesn't need it. But here on earth, he needs you to choose blessing and life or curse and cursing or death. To choose to be an instrument and a vessel to bring about his plans and purposes. And what will be the end result of that? God told the people of Israel, and I specify the people of Israel, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now, herewith, says the Lord. This is the only time he says, come on, test me. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. We work hard in this life. We make an effort to get ahead. We try to look for the best job for the best work. But if you have been given one of the best jobs and best works with many of the benefits, take careful consideration. You're there for a purpose. You have not been put there to satisfy and to completely close yourself with all his benefits and all the pleasures are, are thereof as a result of it. But you have been purposely put there so you can be an individual that will be involved in fulfilling in these last days the purposes of God. Think, think about this. As we continue to part number four, this is the conclusion of part number three. Please listen to the last segment as we finish this message on God's plan of prosperity for your life.